Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome to the Modern Homesteading Podcast. We have allowed ourselves to become so disconnected and ignorant about something that is as intimate as the food that we eat. Be prepared to grow your own for victory. God said I need somebody strong enough to clear trees and heave bales, yet gentle enough to yean lambs and wean pigs and tend the pink foamed pullets who will stop his mower for an hour to splint the broken leg of a meadowlark. So God made a farmer. Hello and welcome to the Modern Homesteading Podcast. I'm your host, Harold Thornbrough, and glad you're back with me again for this episode. And today, I got another one that's a little bit different for you. It's uh, We're going to actually respond to some uh, negative feedback I got for, uh, for a video I did. Uh, but I want to respond by telling you 10 things I don't really want you to know about me. Uh, and the reason I'm going to do that, well, we'll get into the real reasons later, but, uh, it's to, you know, take myself off a pedestal that some have put me on and help you realize that you can homestead and make a difference in the world, uh, right where you're at and in your situation. So we'll talk more about that in a few minutes and I'll get more down into the real details of what happened and what I'm going to talk about. Uh, before we get into that though, I have a few homestead updates I wanted to let you know about. Um, I posted this on uh, social media everywhere, but I started making kombucha and the real, the funny thing is, I don't know if I'm going to like kombucha. I've only drank it one time and it was a uh, raspberry infused, real super fizzy, really strong one, uh, that I had, I bought in a store and drank and, uh, I didn't like it. So I'm hoping I can make one that I like. Uh, I've been looking and, and studying on it for quite a while. And I've realized there's a lot of different ways to make it, uh, a lot of different, uh, flavors I can put with it. So just trying to, trying to make something I like, cause I really want to, uh, enjoy the health benefits of kombucha. I think it's uh, got a lot of great stuff going for it and I really want to, I really want to like it. Uh, and I think I'll be able to find a way I'll like it. You know, I might just sweeten it up or whatever with some juice and not and not do the second ferment. But um, I got my uh, my SCOBY from uh, fermentaholics.com, and everything came just like said. And um, and I mixed up my tea and put it in there, and everything seems to be going well. I think I'm three days into the ferment now, and it seems like it's going pretty well. So hopefully that turns out good. I'm I'm a little worried about the temperature. I my I keep my house about 70, 71, so, but I do have it, you know, it's, it's running that temperature. It says between 70 and 85, so I'm hoping it's warm enough, um, but we'll find out. I guess if it molds, I guess I'll know it wasn't warm enough, and if, if that's the case, I've seen there's some, some things you can do. I can get another SCOBY, and I can try it again and use a, a seed uh, warming mat, or you can, uh, I've seen someone had used Christmas lights to in a box to keep theirs warm, so I, just some different ideas there if it doesn't work out. I can try some other things, but I think I think it's going to be all right. It looks real good right now, like I said, we're three, about three and a half days into it, so I'm excited about that. Um, it's about time to start prepping the greenhouse for some seed starting. I need to get in there and sterilize all the pots and the 
and get everything in the trays and all that and get everything ready and uh, get ready for some uh, major seat starting around here. So, you know, I'm excited about that. Um, man, I'm still battling the mice hard around here. I mean, we have just done everything. And I don't know what it is, but we've got a lot of mice around here. And I've never had mice. I mean, no, nothing that was extreme at all. One or two here and there. Um, man, it's bad. I mean, I'm I'm catching several a day, several a day, every day. And uh, they're just, they're hanging on. <laughs> I don't know what the deal is with the mice. But uh, it's turning into a real battle, and we're going to have to get that under control. Um, ear mites, uh, I have one rabbit especially that's just really tore up with ear mites, and I've been treating him, and um, he don't seem to be getting a lot better. So I'm going to keep it at, keep at it, and hopefully that will start cleaning up pretty soon, clearing up. So I'm still battling that. So just a couple things, and, you know, that's the realities of homesteading. Sometimes you just got to deal with things you don't like to deal with but that, that's what's there so got to deal with that uh, we did have a few hiccups with the launch of our membership community a couple weeks ago but all is well now i think i had a, a few people say hey i can't get in after they signed up and uh, we got that straightened out and it took a couple days of me trying to figure out what happened but i figured it out and everything seems to be rocking along real good i'm so thankful for those of you who are uh, supporting it, us in that way in the uh, homestead forum membership community um, if you like this podcast and you want to support this podcast that's a great way to do it join our homestead forum membership community just go to smalltownhomestead.com and in the menu you'll see membership click on membership and you can go in there and join and support this podcast and uh, and plus get a few uh, uh, benefits as well we got a podcast going up in there every week got uh, live video discussions matter of fact tomorrow morning i'll be doing one on uh, raised beds on uh, building raised beds so i'll be doing those those live uh, video discussions every week um, got, uh, uh, training videos and, and whatnot going up uh, occasionally. Um, there's PDF downloads, just all kinds of stuff you can partake in, in there. And it's just going to get bigger and better as time goes on, because of course, the more, uh, the longer it goes on, the more that'll be in there. So, um, I hope you'll be a part of that. I'm really, I'm really thankful for those of you who are jumping on early, even though there's not a lot in there because it's you who are really supporting this podcast for sure. Because, um, you know, I, I mean, you're jumping in there and being part of the community when there isn't a lot going on yet. And I really appreciate that. I, I can't tell you how much I appreciate that. So thank you so much. Hopefully we got the, the, uh, the problems fixed. If anybody else has a problem, let me know. You have to send me, no one had told me, uh, for several days that there was a problem. And finally someone spoke up and told me and I was like, well, okay, uh, now I can fix it. But if I don't, nobody tells me it's hard for me to tell, um, that there's an issue. So hopefully if there is an issue, you'll let me know. Um, let's get on to our main topic of discussion. I just want to kind of skip all the other stuff that I normally do. And let's talk about what happened. Uh, about a week and a half ago, I did a Facebook live uh, video in our Facebook group. That's the uh, Homestead Front Porch Facebook group, by the way. If you're not a member of that yet, you need to Search in Facebook for Homestead Front Porch and uh, request to join. We'll get you right in there. It's a closed group, but all you have to do to join is ask, answer a couple questions, and we'll get you right in there. It's a great group of people, around 20,000 strong, and uh, just a lot of great uh, homesteading information and a little bit of fun going on in there. I mean, it's it's just a great bunch of people, you know? Um, so I, I'd love to have you in there if you're not in there yet. But anyway, for the first time, I jumped in and did a, a Facebook Live video. I was sitting in line. Um, uh, I, I have a day job and I was in my truck and, uh, and I was going to be there for like an hour waiting. So I was browsing around on Facebook and I, I come across this discussion 
uh, about homesteading stuff. And there was a guy uh, that left something in the comments and he said, I don't know how y'all have, I'm paraphrasing here. He said, I don't know how y'all have time for, for homesteading because I have a full-time job and you know, I have kids and we have sporting events and there's just all this going on. You know, I mean, I'd like to do it one day, but you know, who's got time for that? And, uh, and <laughs> I started thinking here I am sitting in this line. I'm about 11 hours into a 13 to 14 hour day. And that's pretty much my average day. Anywhere from 10 to 14 hours a day is my, is my day, my work day. And then I come home and, you know, I, I mean, I do some stuff around the homestead in the morning before I go to work. I do stuff when I get home. Weekends is when a lot of stuff happens. And this weekend, a matter of fact, I'm, I'm recording this right after I got off of work on a Saturday, which I don't do real often, but I had to work this Saturday, you know. So when I hear somebody saying, I don't have time, I get a little bit, I don't know, um, defensive maybe, because I'm thinking, now, if I have time, Surely you have time. And, and and now that's not to say there's nobody that's busier than me. I know there are people, but I think, I think I probably work more than most people and, uh, and have a lot going on. So, and I don't say that to boast. I'm just saying, I think that, and, and what the point I made in the video was that I think you can do this. Um, and I just went in there and I talked a little bit about that. You know, I was, I, I talked about, uh, not making excuses. I talked about just getting started. Just do something. You know, start a small garden. Uh, do just do something. Get started, and then I know how it works because if you start a little small garden bed, it's contagious and it grows and it gets bigger, and you start making the time. You start finding the time to do more and more and more. So I always just encourage people to start slow. Just just build a small raised bed, and just do that for one season. If nothing else, do that. Because I know you're going to get the bug and you're going to continue on. And that's just, I've seen it too many times. And and I'm just trying to encourage people. I was trying to be an encouragement. Well, I rubbed two people the wrong way. One uh, left me a pretty lengthy response in Messenger. And um, I won't read you the whole thing, but I'll read you some of what they, what they wrote. Uh, you shouldn't try to make us feel bad because we aren't homesteading yet. Some of us don't have it all together yet and aren't in a position uh, making it possible for us to do the things we want to do. Some of us aren't like you. We don't know everything we, we need to know yet. Some of us have debt. Some of us have health issues and other problems that make it hard to do. You should think about that before you come on here and try to guilt trip us into homesteading when we aren't at that point in our life yet. And then that person actually left the group. And I was a little bit bothered by that, that they left the group, that they took that the wrong way. Because let me say this, you completely misunderstood me. I was not trying to guilt trip anybody. And I'm sorry that you took it that way. Um, I'm sorry that I wasn't more clear. What I was trying to say was, you know, I, I want you to do this. If you're in this homesteading group, obviously you have a desire to do it. And if you have a desire to do it, you can do it. And this person got offended. And um, having said that, I think the main point of my video still stands. If it's important to you, you'll find the time. If it's not, you'll find an excuse. That's just the way it is. And and I know because I've had many uh, things like that in my life where if it was important, I found the time. And if, if it, you know, you can give lip service to something being important, but if it's truly important, you'll find a way to do it. And if it's not, you'll make an excuse. I did that for a long time about a lot of things. Um, so what I first want to do is I want to address this person's miscon misconceptions of who I am. 
Uh, you referred to me as someone who has it all together, someone who knows everything they need to know, someone who doesn't have health or other problems, someone who is able to homestead as opposed to someone with these situations who isn't able to do that. And so I thought the best way for me to do that was just to knock myself off a pedestal before all of my audience. If anybody has placed me on a pedestal and thinks those things about me to be true, I'm going to destroy that for you today. So here we go. 10 things about myself that I don't really want you to know. I don't really hide them. They're just things I don't go around bragging about because they're not real flattering. Um, number one, I'm, I'm an extreme introvert. And you think, oh, really? I mean, you're on here speaking to thousands of people right now. You've probably heard me talk about how I used to be a pastor in a church, and I used to stand in front of a couple hundred people and preach. Yeah, you know, I, I've I've got a a past of being a public speaker in a lot of ways, and yet I'm an extreme introvert. But let me tell you, it's actually easier to talk at people than it is to talk to people. And being an introvert doesn't necessarily mean that you can't kind of struggle through it and put on a good front. What it really means is it wears you out. When I when I am around a lot of people and I'm doing a lot of handshaking and talking to people face-to-face, I get exhausted. I'm an extreme intro- introvert. People who know me best know that about me. Um, if, if we were to go to a conference and I wasn't the speaker but I'm just there, I'm probably going to be the guy sitting over in the corner listening and not really talking to anybody unless someone comes up and talks to me first. That's just how I am. I'm kind of an extreme introvert. And that used to be a real problem that I had to overcome it. Uh, years ago, like even in high school, uh, college, I I mean, I would take a zero on a paper before I'd get up and talk in front of a class. So it's always been a, an issue with me. I mean, it would cause me to get a red face and get embarrassed and sweaty, and it was a real problem. And I don't know. At some point, I just decided there were some things I wanted to say that were more important than me having a fear of standing in front of people talking. So I kind of overcame it and I started getting in front of crowds and I started talking to people more and, you know, and I overcame it to some extent, but it still wears me out. It still, it still leaves me in a state of exhaustion every time I'm in a crowd. And, and that's just what being an introvert is. So it was a big struggle and it's something that I struggle with to this day. It's a problem. It's an issue I have. (laughs) Okay. Number two, you, you kind of come to a conclusion that I don't have any debt. Well, I do. And I'm not proud of that. I talked on a podcast not too long ago about how that's one of the things that can cause a homesteader to fail is having debt. And I still believe that. Absolutely. There was a time in our life where my wife and I owned, we owed nothing but on our house and our car. We didn't have any other debt. And we were really working hard to get that paid off. And then a little thing called cancer happened to me. And... We got bombarded with thousands of dollars in hospital bills, even with insurance. Uh, my deductibles are really high on my insurance and uh, every year. I mean, it just racked up, and I have all these appointments every year, and it's a lot to pay. And in that time where I was off work for several weeks, guess what? We had a couple things happen that were emergencies around the house, and we had to put some things on credit cards. So we still have actually a little bit of credit card debt. Um, we have a few bills. And uh, we're not debt-free. We're, we were closer to being debt-free, you know, seven years ago than we are now. We've actually uh, took on some debt. And I'm not proud of that. And it's not something I go around bragging about. Um, but at the same time, you wonder why I work 10 to 14 hours a day and try to homestead. It's because I want to pay off my debts. And we're about 
three years out from getting everything paid off. I mean everything. So I'm working hard for that. It's part of the reason I started the uh, membership community is because I want to help pay for the podcast and the hosting and the website and all the things I do so I don't have to take money away from my paycheck to pour into that and I can use that money for bills uh, to pay off things quicker. I mean, I try to make things sustainable in a way to where I, you know, I can try to pay off my bills quicker because at some point I don't want to be working, you know, 14 hour days. I want to, you know, slow down a little bit and, and, and actually do more homesteading and more content creation. And it's just going to be a while before I can do that. And because I have debt and I'm in bondage to that debt. So I am a person with debt and I don't like telling people that. Number three, I don't know everything about homesteading. Not even close. <laughs> okay. A lot of the things I talk about are things I'm researching and I'm learning and I'm, 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 I'm practicing and I'm doing these things a lot of times. Uh, but there are things I don't know a lot about and I'm, I'm just having to do some experimenting and I try to figure it out. And, you know, I just do that in my spare time on the weekends and things like that, uh, when I can. And, you know, when I don't know something, what have I done in the past? We've brought people on the podcast and they've talked about some things that I don't know anything about, like bees. I know nothing about raising bees. I've never had a beehive. So, but we've had some people on the podcast who have beehives. I don't know a lot about herbal remedies. I know a little bit. I've been dabbling in that more the last couple of years, but I've had people on here who know more about that than me. And, 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 and larger livestock and things like that. There are a lot of people out there that know a whole lot more than me. And what I want to try to do is bring them on here so I can learn from them. You can learn from them. So I do try to do some uh, interview shows from time to time to do that. I don't know everything about homesteading. Um, I know more than some and a whole lot less than others. One thing you'll find if you're in the homestead front porch is there's a lot of people in there that know a lot more than me. And I'm learning from them the same way you are. So there are some things I know very well. Uh, I'm, I'm feel like I'm pretty good with my vegetable garden and the things that I'm growing, I've, I've got them down pat. I feel like I know quite a bit about rabbits. I feel like I know quite a bit about quail. I mean, there's certain things I know quite a bit about and, um, you know, and I don't mind sharing those things with you, but there's things I'm learning. There's things I'm learning every day. And then as I learn them, I want to talk about them and I want to teach you about them. And, and even more so than teach you about them, is I want to inspire you to learn about them yourself. Because maybe there ain't a lot I can teach you because I'm still learning. But I hope to inspire you and tell you what I'm doing. So you'll go out and try those things. And and you will take on another homesteading skill. Number four. Uh, this one maybe you've never heard of before. But I suffer from something called imposter syndrome. And it kind of goes back to the last thing about me not knowing everything about homesteading. Imposter syndrome is this is this feeling that a lot of podcasters have. A lot of people who do YouTube videos have it. A lot of people who are in a in a, a situation where a lot of people are looking or listening to them have what's called imposter syndrome. And what it is is that you have this overwhelming feeling that you shouldn't be here. You shouldn't be doing this because you don't know enough or you're not an authority on that subject. And I suffer from that. I get on this podcast every time and I'm thinking to myself, who am I to be telling these people anything? But the fact is, I get emails every day. I get Facebook messages and comments all the time uh, from people thanking me for opening their eyes up to something or introducing them to something or just inspiring them to become a homesteader. I get these kind of emails every day. I really do. And, and 
So I look at that and I go, okay, it's just a feeling I have. It, it is doing some good. And it's something I have to overcome. It's a, it's a little bit of a disorder, I think, that when you have that, because you just feel like you're never adequate to be sharing your knowledge with others, like you're always lacking something because they probably already know more than you anyway. Well, many of you do, but I think you just like to be inspired and motivated and you like to hear about these things, even if you're doing more than I'm doing. So, you know, I try to overcome that as well, but it is something that I, I feel like is a real problem. It's something I don't like telling people, but it's something I suffer from, I think. Uh, number five, I get easily depressed, especially in the winter. I think I have that seasonal affective disorder. Uh, winter time is hard on me, very, very hard on me. Um, I I mope around a lot in the winter time, especially. I do get easily depressed. Uh, it, it's not a it's not a a dangerous kind of depression, I don't think, but it's kind of depression that makes me not want to do anything, makes me want to veg out and watch Netflix instead of doing some work. Something like that, you know, just lounge around or maybe go to bed early. You know, I, I do that a lot. Uh, well, not a lot, but because I overcome it, but I want to do it a lot. <laughs> I have to kind of like force myself out of this this depression. And I know I've had discussions with folks before about the light boxes and things like that. So I, I want to mention that because I imagine a lot of people are going to want to send me information about, hey, if you suffer from that, you ought to try one of these light boxes. And you know what? I know about them, and I've never tried one. And I, I probably should because I feel like it does keep me from accomplishing a lot of stuff, especially in the winter time. So it is something I probably ought to look into. But again, I have an issue there. It's something that I'm not proud of. And, you know, depression's a serious thing, and, and a lot of people suffer from it, and I'm not proud of it. And I'm actually a little bit ashamed to tell people about it. But there it is. Thousands of people are now hearing it. <laughs> and again, folks, I'm going to explain why I'm going through this in a little bit more detail when I'm done. Don't think I'm just boasting about my problems. I'm really not. I have a point here, okay, at the end. So just bear with me. Number six, I'm a fairly self-focused person. Now, you hear me a lot of times on the podcast uh, trying to motivate you or inspire you to help other people or reach out to your neighbors and build community and all this. But I, a lot of times when I'm saying that, I'm kind of talking to myself. It's real, real easy for me to just get completely wrapped up in my own things and not really worry about other people's problems. I'll tell you, uh, the only thing that makes me actually reach out and help people a lot of times is my wife. She is an extremely caring person. If there's somebody needing something, she comes to me and she's like, hey, can we do this for them? Can we do that for them? And then, of course, I get on board. I'm all for it. But it's not even something I've noticed that somebody needs me, you know, or needs help with something. And I'm so self-focused sometimes. I'm so wrapped up in the things I'm doing that I just don't look to other people's needs. And, and I try to overcome that all the time. But it's a real problem. And I, th I, think, it's a, I think it's a very bad thing to be that way. I really do. I think we should really try to be there for others when they need us. And, um, and I'm not a lot of times. Well, and it, when I am, it's usually because my wife has opened my eyes up to a situation and made me aware of it. And, uh, so here on this podcast, I try to remind you guys to do that. I try to remind myself to do that. And I try to do, I do try to help people here on this podcast. I mean, I've, I do a lot of sharing other people's posts. I do a lot of, um, you know, pointing people to other people's podcasts and websites and things like that, because I want to overcome that. I want to be a person who shares and I want to be a pe person who helps others. And so I, I fight against that constantly. 
but it is something that's in me. I'm just a self. I'm, I'm a very self-focused person. Um, I feel like T- too much so. Uh, number seven, I have this real problem where I take action way too quickly. I don't research things enough. I don't. I don't think about it enough. I just jump. I get inspired and I jump. And in a lot of ways, it's kind of good. But what it does is it results in a high failure rate, okay? A lot of things I try, they don't go very long because they're not working out and I didn't research them enough and I just didn't do my homework. And But I do try a lot of things, but I fail a lot. I mean a lot. Uh, I, I can't tell you how many times I've rearranged my backyard. You've seen pictures of my backyard more than likely if you've been on my website. Well, I tell you what, that backyard has changed so much. I've moved stuff and done this and done that and built this and then tore that down and rebuilt something else. And I mean, just constantly uh, reworking things that didn't work out because there was an obvious issue that if I had just done a little research, I might have found out about it. And I didn't. And a lot of times I'm too quick to talk to others about it before I've gave it some time to really learn where the mistakes were like You've heard me mention this many times. I talked about colony raising rabbits and some of the issues with that. Well, they turned out to be bigger issues than what I thought. And I had to go back to cages. And I had a whole podcast episode on colony raising rabbits, which in certain situations and in certain places, it's a great way to raise rabbits. But it wasn't for me. But I did that podcast just a few months into doing it, thinking it was the greatest thing since apple butter. And guess what? It wasn't. (laughs) Not for me anyway. Uh, So I do. I take action too quickly and I have a high failure rate. And this one, the next one I want to tell you about really bothers me. I mean, it's something that I've had to kind of almost forgive myself for, but I've made huge mistakes as a dad. You know, I've been an over the road truck driver. I had my own trucking business for several years. The whole time my kids were growing up, my three daughters didn't have a daddy at home. I was their daddy. Me and their mom are married. I mean, we, we didn't fight that much. I, when I was home, I tried to be a good dad, but I'm going to tell you what, I wasn't there for them. I was not there for them. And I should have never took a job like that and took on that much when they were little, um, because I just wasn't there for them. And, and, uh, you know, uh, we've talked about that. I've talked about that with my daughters and it's, you know, I, it was a huge mistake and, uh, I try to be there for them now as much as I can. But, you know, I, I, I wouldn't say I was a great person. I, I wasn't a great person, uh, not for my family or for my friends or anybody. And I'm trying to turn that around. I really am. Number nine, I don't always eat in a very healthy way. Now, I know what you might be thinking if you followed this podcast for very long. is like, well, didn't he get into homesteading because he wasn't eating good and because he got uh, colon cancer? Um, so he wanted to change his diet. Yep. And for about a year I did that and I maintained a really good diet and I ate a lot of food out of my garden and guess what? It didn't stick all the time. I have spurts. I have times where I'll go three months where I won't drink a soda or eat sugar and then I'll tear into it and I'll go for six months where I will. I'll eat fast food quite a bit again. I'll start drinking a lot of sodas. I, I slip back into it, in and out, in and out, in and out. And it's a problem. And I don't want that to be an ongoing problem because, again, I've had issues with my health. And what usually brings me back around is I got to thinking, I get to thinking about it, and I go, man, I do not want to go through that again. I need to stop this. And then I'll stop. And then a few months later, 
guess what? It seems like I fall off the wagon and get back to it, especially in the wintertime. It's a little harder because we don't have as much food around here. We put up a lot, but we're still not, it's not fresh out of the garden where it's best. And that's how I like it. And, and so, you know, I get some greens from, you know, that I grow, um, in the winter, but that's it as far as fresh food and not real good about eating great out of the grocery store. When we buy our grocery store food, it's usually not the best of stuff a lot of times. So, you know what? I fail in that way, you know, and I'm ashamed to tell you that because I talk about not doing that. You know, I talk about eating right on this podcast and how it saved my life, I do believe. And yet I slip all the time. You know, I ate today. I ate some truck stop food. (laughs) I was on the road. I didn't bring anything with me and I got a sandwich at a truck stop. It's not good food. It was just not good for you. And so, you know, I mean, and I tell you that because don't put me on a pedestal on that. Don't look to me as a shining example of what I want to be. I'm not doing everything perfect. I know what I should be doing. I share that with you all the time, but don't think that I don't, I don't slip in that way. Uh, Number 10, something I'm very embarrassed by. And by the way, this is not an exhaustive list. I could have told you a hundred things about me that I don't want you to know, but these are just things I taught right off the top of my head. But number 10 is really embarrassing for me as a homesteader, as a guy who grew up hunting and fishing and in the wilderness and, and doing all this manly stuff. But guess what? I get easily grossed out. I hate butchering animals. I hate it. <laughs> I was a meat cutter for for a while. I worked in a, a, a cutting meat for, for a couple of years, for about a year. And... Yet, and I butcher my own animals now, and I've always, you know, gutted animals that I've shot and skinned them and and did all those things. And yet, even to this day, I'm 45 years old, and guess what? I still get grossed out by guts and brains and blood and all the stuff, and I just muscle through it. I have this icky-looking look on my face while I'm doing it the whole time, but I do it because I know it's 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 a necessity, and it has to be done. And yet, I don't do it easily. I mean, I kind of struggle through it while I'm doing it. And you would think after, you know, probably 37, 38 years of cleaning animals that I'd be over that. But I'm not. I get grossed out by it to this very day, especially when I have to do the cleanup afterwards. It's just very gross to me. Um, So that's not something you'd hear a lot of homesteaders probably say. But it's an issue I have for sure. So why do I tell you all these things about myself? And what does it have to do with homesteading? I mean, that's really the big question, right? Am I just boasting about things and then trying to make it sound kind of cool because I, I told you a bunch of things about myself? No. But listen, I reason number one is I don't want you to look at me as someone more capable of homesteading than you. You can do this, okay? Also, I want you, I want you to know who you're listening to. And I want you to decide if I'm someone you want to listen to. Without any deception whatsoever, I'm an open book. I haven't been because I just don't talk about these things, but it isn't as though I was hiding them from you. But here it is. This is me. And maybe I'm not somebody you want to listen to because I'm not a shining example of all these things. But I want you to know, I may not be everything you think I am. Because obviously this person who wrote that to me thinks I'm something more than I am. And I'm not. I'm an average guy trying to eat healthy as I not always doing so, but trying to grow his own food and, and eat, eat more healthy than he did before for sure. 
and enjoy this lifestyle. I do enjoy gardening. It, gardening is my favorite part of homesteading. It really is. Raising animals is fun till it gets to the gross stuff. I mean, I'm out there cleaning, you know, scabbed up mites out of my rabbit's ears. That's not fun. Okay. That's gross. I don't want to do it, but I got to do it. Somebody's got to do it. I got to do it. You know? So, I mean, there's just these things that, you know, that I don't enjoy doing, but they have to be done. And I see that they're, they're worth doing in the end. And, you know, I'm not the best guy at any of that stuff. Gardening. I feel like I'm pretty good at gardening. I mean, I feel like I have a green thumb. I have a my garden grows well, and I grow a lot of food, and I love talking about that. But there's a lot of homesteading things that, you know, there's people out there that know a whole lot more than me and do it a whole lot better than me. So, you know, maybe maybe I'm not someone you want to listen to because I'm not everything you think I am. But here it is. This is me. But finally, the reason, the main reason, is I want you to fulfill your homesteading dreams. But more than that, I want you to realize that you can overcome anything. You can make a difference in the world, and you can be remembered for something bigger than yourself. Okay, here's where I want to slow down a minute, and I want to tell you about something, okay? Six years ago, when I was going through chemo and surgery and all the things I was going through with my cancer, I had a lot of time to sit around and just think, think about my life, think about how I'd been living it, think about the life I actually wanted to live and hadn't been living, and... What I decided then was that your future is not determined by your situation, but it's instead determined by your decisions. And I had made a lot of bad decisions. And I wasn't the person I wanted to be. I wasn't going to leave the legacy that I wanted to leave. I remember when I was in college, I had to write a paper, and it was more of a writing exercise than it was like an answer, you know, like something that I had to like answer in the paper. It was more of a writing exercise, but they just gave us a topic. And it was it was something along the lines of uh, what difference do you want to make in the world? What legacy do you want to leave in the world? And back then, I, I remember writing that paper. And my cop-out was to say, well, I want to leave children in the world that will make a difference. And I wrote it along that. Of course, I got a good grade because it wasn't about the, you know, what I was writing. It was, it was the writing itself that was being graded. And, but I, I think about that now. And I think, okay, there's nothing wrong with that. You want to raise children who will make a difference in the world. And, and that's what I wrote about. And, but, okay, now what if those children, instead of making a difference in the world, now they just raise children that, are making a, that they think will make a difference in the world, that are capable of making a difference in the world. And that's important. Like I said, we want to raise kids that are capable of making a difference in the world. But then everybody just passes it on to the next generation, to the next generation, to the next generation. And then the next thing you know, your kids, your grandkids, your great-grandkids, your great-great-grandkids, all have just passed it on to the next generation for them to do the thing instead of doing something themselves. Instead of just raising children that will make a difference in the world, let's do that and let us make a difference in the world. And... I thought a lot about that. I thought about what difference am I making in the world? Um, and now I'm going to scale this back, so don't think I'm thinking like change the entire world, okay? Just bear with me for a minute here. What I realized was the life I had been living up to that point, again, was not the life I wanted to be living. And up to that point, I'd always just 
chalked it up. Well, this is my circumstances. This is my situation. This is how it's got to be right now. One day, one day, I'll get to the point where I can live the life I want to live, which is basically what that person said to me in that message, that they're not there yet. Well, I wasn't there yet either. I thought I thought it was my situation and my circumstances that were keeping me from that. And what I realized, it wasn't my situation and circumstances. It was my decisions. And I kind of vowed, you know, like make some official spiritual type vow. But I just told myself, you know, if I get through this and I get healthy again, I want to make some choices. I want to make some decisions to live the life that I want to live. And I want to live a life that leaves, a, leaves some sort of legacy in the world. I want to live a life that makes a positive difference in the world. Now, I don't know if I'm doing all that to the extreme that I could. I think there's a lot of choices and decisions still left to make. But it's my desire. And here's what I think. I think, here's how I think change gets made, Okay. I think it starts with with some enlightenment or some understanding of your situation. Okay, the reason people dream is because their eyes are open to their situation, so they have dreams of a different situation, okay? So I think once your eyes are open, you can start having dreams. You can dream about something. And I think dreams are important. I think it's important to dream about something. But I think the next step past that dream is to make choices. Because dreaming without those choices, making the right choices, will will not accomplish anything. They'll just be dreams, and you'll stay in your current situation forever. Okay? But choices in and of themselves aren't enough either. You have to have actions. So you make the choices, and then you carry out the actions of those choices. And then, when you carry out those actions, you make change. So you have an understanding or an enlightenment. You have a dream. You have choices to make. You take action and you make a change in the world. And it may not be, like I said, I was going to scale this back. The change you make may not be the whole world. It might be your immediate sphere of influence, your world. Okay, My backyard is, is making a huge difference on my family. Okay, But... I've tried to expand that to have my backyard make even a bigger difference in other people's families. How could I do that? I could do that through videos. I could do that through podcasting. I can do that through pictures and social media. That's my goal. I want to help others fulfill their dream so they'll make the choices which will lead to actions and make a change. And if enough people do that, it does really start to change the world. So do I want to be a world changer? You bet I do. I was not satisfied with the life I was living. I want to I want to leave a legacy of something that people say he made a difference. He made a difference in my life, you know, and I've had I've had people say that to me and I can't even tell you what that feels like to hear have people say that to me. It's it's unbelievable to me that something I'm doing in my little backyard and getting on a microphone and talking about is making a difference for people. But I'm so glad that it is. I'm so glad that it is. It's It was my goal. It was my dream. And I made choices based on that dream to try to make that happen. I took action. Guess what I did? You know what I did to take action? I bought a microphone 
I learned how to do a podcast. I plugged it into my computer and I recorded it. Okay, I took an action. And then I put it out there. And it's making a change somehow. I don't say that boastfully. I say, you can do that too. I want you to fulfill your homesteading dreams. I didn't go on there and give that little talk on Facebook Live to make anybody mad. I went on there because I want you I want you to fulfill that dream you have. And I want you to realize that you just need to make some choices. And you need to take some action. And it will make a change. That's all you have to do. Even if it's a small one. Even if it's just a raised bed in your backyard. You can do this. If I can do it with all my baggage that you just heard about. And that's why I told you all those things. I'm not a perfect person. I got all kinds of baggage. So if I can do it, I know you can do it. Okay, let's talk about some recommendations for today. I wanted to give you a couple recommendations based on what I just talked about. Um, I feel like the biggest change you need to make, maybe perhaps need to make in your life, might be a mind change. And uh, I want to recommend a couple books that did a lot of that for me. They helped me look at things a little different. They helped me understand that I needed to make change. They helped me to overcome some things, okay? So I want to tell you about two books. Uh, the first one I want to tell you about is called The Big Leap. Uh, this book, is, the subtitle is Conquer Your Hidden Fear and Take Life to the Next Level. I know it sounds like some new age guru type stuff. It's not, though. Uh, now, I don't agree. There's a few things in this book that he says, and I go, eh, I don't know about that. But I'm going to tell you what. It will help you conquer your mindset. It really will. It'll help you think about things a little bit different and really take your life to another level. It really will. I feel like it's done that for me. It helped me overcome some fears, like my anxieties about certain things. You know, like being in crowds and, and getting in front of people, and it helped me uh, overcome a few other things. I mean, and and I'm not there yet. Like I said, I, I explained there's still a lot of baggage on me that I, that there's a little problems there. But the other book I want to tell you about, and and by the way, you can find all this today in the show notes. This is episode 76, so smalltownhomestead.com forward slash 76, and you'll see links to these two books I'm telling you about today. But the other book I wanted to to tell you about was uh, the, the Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. Um, now, this book's been around for quite a while, and a lot of people talk about it. Uh, but I'm going to tell you, that, that book right there uh, made a big difference in my life. Developing the Habits of Successful People, it's not just a business book, it's a mindset book. It's about having a mindset that accomplishes things bigger than what you think you're able to accomplish. And both of these books are about that. I really feel like both of these books do that. So check them out. The Big Leap and and The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. Great books, great reads. I recommend that you actually get the books, not the audiobooks. And I'll tell you why. Well, The Big Leap you can do in an audiobook. I've listened to both of them in audiobook. The Big Leap's all right in audiobook. Seven Habits of Highly Effective People, I think, is way better to read it than it is to listen to it. It's kind of, to listen to it's kind of boring, but to read it, it's really good. So, I don't know. Some books are just like that. Some books you have to read instead of just listen to. So, if you're a listener, you might, you know, The Big Leap is the better one to, to get on audiobook if you're going to get an audiobook. But uh, check out those two books. And they did a lot to change my mind. There were a few others, too. I just didn't want to bombard you with a whole bunch of recommendations. But those two really helped to change my mind about a lot of things and helped me kind of overcome some of my struggles and step out and say, I want to make a difference. And, 
You know, I'm nobody special in, in the big scheme of things, but everybody can make a difference. And I know you can too. So check out those two books. Again, if you want to support this podcast, uh, there's a few ways you can do that. You can join our Homestead Forum membership community. We'd love to have you in there. Again, just go to smalltownhomestead.com. Click on the menu there where it says membership. And uh, all the information's in there to sign up. Love to have you supporting this podcast and getting a few extra goodies along with it. Uh, also, we're very thankful for those of you who shop Amazon through our affiliate link. Um, that that always is a nice little bonus and helps us pay the bills and just gives us a little extra to kind of keep this thing going. And, of course, we're always encouraged by those of you who leave an iTunes review or a review anywhere where you listen to this or you even just drop us an email or send us a Facebook message or whatever. I, I love hearing those things. love hearing that we're making a difference. Um, it's encouraging. It's inspiring for me. Uh, and it's very motivating. You know, I just, when I read those, it's like, I cannot wait to jump on the mic and do the next podcast. So thank you so much for those. Uh, I really appreciate it. I know, I know guys, this was a, this was an episode. It's kind of a touchy feely episode, but you know, I wanted to address that. Uh, it isn't though I live my life to satisfy other people. You know, I really don't. Um, it, it doesn't impact my life that that person got upset and left the group and wrote that to me. But my first thought was, well, if they think that, or do other people think that? And if they do, I want to put an end to that and I want to, I want to address it. And you know what? Uh, person who left the group, come on back, you know, no hard feelings. Thank you for pointing it out and and pointing out that I might've been a little harsh. Thank you. And come on back. We'd love to have you. I want to see your dreams fulfilled. I want to see you homesteading if that's what you want to do. So come on back. Again, you can do this. If it's important to you, you'll find the time. If it's not, you'll find an excuse. Until next week, happy homesteading and God bless. Thanks for listening. To see the show notes for this podcast or listen to other podcast episodes, go to smalltownhomestead.com. There you can also read our blog, connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, and Google+, and take advantage of the many resources we make available to help you along in your homesteading journey. Please share this podcast and help us to carry out our mission of helping others to homestead today for a better tomorrow.